Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time for the Business Week ended 27th October 2023. This is Ian Haydock. In this episode, did Pfizer miss out on Roy Vant Roche deal? Hadsef Keytruda combo impresses in bladder cancer at ESMO. Biggest upfront payment ever in Daiichi Merck deal. Ribrevant at ESMO. And SubQ Lakembi could open up access. Pfizer gave US rights to an asset to Royvant, which turned around and sold it to Roche for $7.1 billion 10 months later. But Pfizer says it's content with the 25% stake it will receive. The original deal between Pfizer and Royvant Sciences for the TL1A inhibitor, RVT3101, was perplexing when it happened in December 2022 because Pfizer gave away US rights for the potential blockbuster asset to Royvant for no upfront fee, choosing instead to retain a 25% stake in the company Royvant built to develop the drug Televant Holdings. Now, just 10 months later, Royvant is selling Televant to Roche for $7.1 billion. Jessica Merrill writes Pfizer will receive $1.78 billion from its 25% stake, while Roy Van Sciences will receive $5.32 billion, which raises questions about why Pfizer didn't just sell the asset directly in a more competitive process and retain the full economics of a deal. Roy Vant, an unconventional younger biopharma that's still proving itself in the commercial realm, walks away looking like the savvier dealmaker. I chalk it up to being a mistake, Wolf Research Analyst Tim Anderson said of Pfizer's decision but they do still capture a lot of the economics, he told Scrip. RVT3101 was discovered by Pfizer and was being tested in a Phase 2b trial in ulcerative colitis at the time of the first deal. The results of that study, Tuscany 2, read out positively in June. Pfizer's decision not to develop RVT3101 independently intrigued some at the time, especially given that the company has a big R&D and commercial presence in immunology and inflammation, and other big pharma companies are investing in the class of medicines. Pfizer has turned its attention in inflammatory bowel diseases to a late-stage asset and now a commercial product, Velsipity, which was approved in October for moderate to severely active ulcerative colitis and which it acquired when it bought Arena Pharmaceuticals for $6.7 billion. In addition, Pfizer has a lot of other assets to absorb from a buying spree that includes the cancer specialist CGEN and the big pharma has recently highlighted oncology as a top priority investment area. With revenues of its COVID-19 franchise falling fast, the company is also reprioritizing spending and announced a $3.5 billion cost-cutting program on 13th October. It's understandable then if with Pfizer's wide array of investment opportunities, the company wasn't prepared to make steep investments in its former anti-TL1A asset in what is stacking up to be a competitive new class of drugs. But it's still unclear why Pfizer didn't broker a sale on its own. At the time of the original deal, Royvant CEO Matt Glein acknowledged that Pfizer could have sold the drug to another pharma company. Pfizer could have sold it for a lot of money and washed their hands of it, he told Scrip in an interview at the time but he commended the big pharma for partnering with Royvant instead. In an interview after the Roche deal was announced, Glein stood by Pfizer's decision-making, but acknowledged that some of the market dynamics had changed in the months since the deal was announced. 
including most notably the sale of Prometheus to Merck. My hope is that this goes down in the history books in many ways as a smart deal that they did, he said. For example, he pointed out that if Pfizer had simply done an out-licensing deal for something like a $500 million payment, they would have made less money on the deal than they actually did. Delegates at the European Society for Medical Oncology, or ESMO, meeting in Madrid were delighted to see two Phase three trials for the first-line treatment of urothelial carcinoma read out with positive overall survival results, but the one that had the audience on their feet hailing a new standard of care was the combination of CGEN and Acelis' PADCEF and Merkinco's Keytruda. Kevin Grogan-Rice, positive top-line data from the Phase three EV302 Keynote A39 trial, were reported last month from the study looking at the combination of the antibody drug conjugate PADCEF, which is directed against the Nectin-4 protein, and the checkpoint inhibitor Keytruda, as frontline therapy in patients with locally advanced or metastatic UC, which covers almost all bladder cancers, who were cisplatin or carboplatin eligible. While the combo was the first regimen containing an ADC and an anti-PD-1-L1 agent to gain a US green light in April, after getting US accelerated approval to treat UC patients who are ineligible for cisplatin-containing chemotherapy, the full dataset from EV302 Keynote A39 has as good as guaranteed full approval. Presenting the data on 22nd October, Tom Poles, who's director of Bart's Cancer Centre in London, was momentarily lost for words following the standing ovation that greeted the news. The combo reduced the risk of death by 53% over chemotherapy, with median overall survival of 31.5 months compared with 16.1 months for patients on the chemo arm. Median progression-free survival was improved by 55%, with patients on PADCEF Keytruda living a median of 12.5 months without progression versus 6.3 months for those on chemotherapy. The OS results were consistent across all predefined subgroups, including cisplatin eligibility and PD-L1 expression level. Poles said that chemotherapy had not been beaten before as first-line UC treatment, despite multiple efforts including chemo-immuno-oncology approaches. Noting that the results of the trial were unlike any we have seen so far, and open a new chapter in advanced UC treatment. He also pointed out that in the PADCEF Keytruda arm, there was a 68% confirmed objective response rate versus 44% in patients treated with chemotherapy, while 29.1% of patients experienced a complete response versus 12.5%. Gift Naam Chamnamrith, who's medical head of oncology development at Astellas, told Scrip that platinum-based chemotherapy has been the backbone for a long time. It's an amazing drug, and even Keytruda combined with chemo was not really able to beat it. However, the OS and PFS rates for PADCEF Keytruda are really profound. When I saw them, it was jaw-dropping. CGEN R&D chief Roger Danzi said the combo, if approved, represents a potential paradigm shift in the treatment of metastatic UC. The enormous upfront cash payment made by Merck Co. to Daiichi Sankyo as part of its recent licensing deal has led some industry watchers to speculate whether it was, at $4 billion, the largest ever seen in biopharma. 
A new script analysis using data from Evaluate Pharma and Biomed Tracker can now confirm that it is just. Elizabeth Cairns and Edwin Elmhurst write the upfront fee just pips that for the collaboration signed by Galapagos and Gilead Sciences three years ago, though that deal turned out little short of disastrous after the main asset it covered had to be abandoned. The analysis solely considers product co-development, co-commercialization and rights-sharing deals. Outright drug acquisitions, such as Takeda's purchase of Nimbus Therapeutics TYK2 inhibitor, TAK279, which also had a $4 billion cash payment, are excluded. It also eliminates platform and royalty deals, though it does include two deals that were essentially enforced to resolve intellectual property disputes. The 20th October deal saw Merck & Co. and Daiichi agree to co-develop and co-commercialise three antibody drug conjugates worldwide, except in Japan, where Daiichi retains rights, in a partnership worth up to $22 billion if all candidates succeed in every possible way. Of the $4 billion initial upfront cash, it should be noted that $1 billion may be refundable if development of one or more of the products is terminated. The second biggest upfront cash payment in licensing history is the $3.95 billion Gilead forked over to Galapagos in 2019. The former group licensed six compounds, including the idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis candidate Ziritaxostat. See the article in full for a breakdown and a table of all the biggest upfront licensing fees in biopharma history. When the late-breaking abstracts from the European Society for Medical Oncology or ESMO meeting in Madrid were released, one of the more eagerly poured over readouts was for Johnson & Johnson's Mariposa study of its bispecific antibody product targeting EGFR and MET, Ribrifant, in non-small cell lung cancer. Alex Shimmings writes the trial is a major part of the US company's efforts to expand the market for Ribrivant and challenge the dominance of AstraZeneca's best-selling drug, the third-generation EGFR inhibitor Tegriso. This raked in $2.9 billion in revenue in the first half of 2023. Ribrivant first gained an accelerated approval in the US in 2021 for a small subset of EGFR-mutated NSC-LC patients those with locally advanced or metastatic NSCLC with EGFR exon 20 insertion mutations whose disease has progressed on or after platinum-based chemotherapy, but J&J has been testing it in a series of studies aimed at expanding its market potential in the lucrative NSCLC market. The early verdict from analysts on Mariposa was less than effusive, however. The study is testing Ribrivant plus J&J's own third-generation EGFR inhibitor, Lazotinib, which is licensed from Wuhan, against Tegriso alone as a first-line treatment for patients with advanced NSCLC with more common EGFR mutations, EX19DEL or L858R, and showed a median progression-free survival of 23.7 months for the combination versus 16.6 months for Tegriso. Although the difference between the two arms was a respectable near seven months, analysts considered the overall PFS figures not motivating enough to switch a large portion of patients. This was especially in light of the recent data from the FLORA2 study of Tegriso in combination with chemotherapy in the same population. 
where the PFS was 29.4 months versus 19.9 months for Degrisso alone. Mariposa 